Hello, everyone, and welcome to Going Solo. We are going to dive into our next episode, which is focusing on what I call the 30-day sprint. And the reason I like to talk about the concept of sprinting in your business is often as solopreneurs, as kind of leaders of these mighty strong businesses, we're often pulled in a ton of directions. We're constantly working on different projects, trying to get different tasks, putting out fire drills. Also, our creativity is running wild and new ideas are popping up. We're thinking about things that we could do differently. And what can happen is all of these kind of ideas, issues, challenges just start to pile up and turn into this never-ending list of tasks. And what's happening is we're starting and stopping. We're doing a little bit of this and then a little bit of that. And we're not always getting to that point where we're getting the benefit of the work that you're doing. You're getting to, you want to get to a place where when you work hard, you can look back and say, I did that and it created X, Y, and Z, or I did that and these were the results that it yielded. And what I want you to do kind of as you're thinking about this lesson, as you're thinking about how do I continue to grow my business is to think about implementing a process, a step, an approach like 30 day sprinting, because what it can allow you to do is start to create a process around kind of hyper-focusing. And the reason I think this is so important as solopreneurs or when you have kind of limited time and limited resources is because often we're looking to propel our businesses forward. And what I want you to do often is find ways to make significant improvements in your business with a moderate amount of work. What kind of old school habits some of us have is that we think I got to work really, really, really hard to get really, 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 really big results. And the reality is that's really not the kind of business I want to recommend that you build. I want you to build a business where you definitely work hard. I'm all about working hard. You know, when it's time to pull up your sleeves, when it's time to dig in, when it's time to really make sure you're not just scratching the surface, but you're actually getting the work done. However, I don't want to burn you out as a resource. I don't want you to work on projects until you're so exhausted, so frustrated, almost slightly annoyed with the project um, before it gets to a completion stage. What I really want you to do is start to create a certain culture around how you get things done. Now, this doesn't mean you only do 30-day sprinting. This doesn't mean it's one track or another track. What I'm really trying to do is say, as you're building out the culture of your business, as you're looking at ways to tweak, become more efficient, become more effective, what I find is putting this kind of strategic approach to getting projects done in place this approach can help you do more, can help you be more efficient and help you increase your yield. So it doesn't mean you won't have some ongoing tasks that you'll work on every month. It doesn't mean something big may pop up that month that you'll work on it. But what I'd love for you to do is instead of kind of working week to week, month to month with this like never ending laundry list of things to get done, 
Instead, take a step back and start to think about for the month of X, you want to sit down and say, I'm going to do a 30 day sprint and move forward something specific in my business. All right. Now, when I talk about 30 day sprinting, I don't mean it in a general sense. That's just really kind of the concept. I want to lay that groundwork as we're kind of going into this podcast. But when I think of 30 day sprinting, there are specific types of sprints that people should be using and leveraging in their business. My probably four favorite, or I would probably say also the most common four that I recommend that people get really good at and you perfect that process or the four that I find that many of us as solopreneurs at some point in time in a year, we're going to pull the sprint out or consider implementing one of these sprints um, are, are these kind of four. So let me list them down. If you're buy a piece of paper or have a pen or something like that, I would really recommend you capture these and write these down. So number one is what I call a customer sign-up sprint. Now, this is specifically a sprint that is designed to help you kind of swell quickly, meaning capture, gain, increase the number of clients that you have quickly. Now, clients and customers, I use them interchangeably because depending on the business you have, you may see your customers as clients or you may see your customers as customers or um, and so forth. But the idea is when you're trying to kind of grow quickly, it's important for you to have a process in place that is driven around increasing the number of customers that you have. Now, when you're doing these sprints, especially from a customer sprint standpoint, this is going to be something that's very tangible. This is going to have some numbers, some metrics around it. We're going to be saying, hey, in the next 30 days, I need to get 30 more customers to sign up for my subscription box product. In the next 30 days, I need to get two more clients to sign up for my eight month coaching program. In the next 30 days, I need to get, take my cooking classes to, hmm, they're about an average of 10 students. What I want my cooking classes to go from is 10 students to 15 students on average. And I want to make that change in the classes that I have set up for this next month. So that once again is in your 30 day sprint. And by getting kind of specific and tangible, what we can do is scope the sprint out to make sure it gets you where you want to be. Now, it doesn't mean that you only want 15 students. It doesn't mean we're not trying to go to that bigger number, maybe 20, maybe a different idea, ultimate number. But what we're trying to do in this 30 day sprint, especially around the customer one, is we're trying to make sure that we created a process that targeted, meaning I'm trying to achieve this specific goal. It's measurable. So we know exactly what the outcome is and can be the success of this 30 day project. It's something that doesn't have a gazillion steps to it. They really should have two, three, you know, just a few major milestones that have to get done. It's set up in a way that in 30 days, we're normally talking about four weeks. So your first three weeks 
It's just task, task, task. You're getting all these key things done. So task, 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 week one, major step completed by the end of week one. Task, 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 major step completed by week two. Task, 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 major step completed by week three. And then week four is when you start to realize the result of the work you're doing. So all of those tasks should mostly be in place by the third week so that your final week of your sprint is you sitting back and seeing the benefits of the work that you've done, seeing some of those results come in. And maybe they're preliminary at that point because it may take a few weeks. Maybe your sales cycle is a little bit longer. So I don't want to make it sound like everyone's sales cycle can churn in a few days. But the idea is that we want to start the process of realizing the results of our hard work within that 30-day period. And that's a key difference. I see a lot of people work on projects, work on kind of big ideas in their business. And what can happen is they work on this great idea and then they almost have to wait two, three, four, all these months before they can even know their hard work actually is going to yield results. I want you to approach things differently as a solopreneur. It doesn't mean I don't want you to work on long-term projects. What I like to do instead is instead of trying to carve out these big, huge projects that are kind of projects that put you in a place where they're huge investments, you know, high risk and yes, high reward potentially. I really love to kind of not start there when I'm trying to solve a business challenge I have. I don't like to start there when I'm launching a new product or I'm trying to drive some growth. What I like to do instead is work on something that's very immediate and tangible, do it in this 30-day sprint, and then once I see it yields the results, once I see that it gets me more clients, gets me more students in the class, it gets me more customers signing up on my e-commerce site, you know, whatever project I'm working on with a client as an example. And then same thing in your business. Once I see that I have the formula right, then I can take a step back and scale that project. I can take a step back and say, okay, in the 30-day plan, I see what type of work it takes. I see how much time I have to invest. I see how much money I have to invest. If I need help, if I need um, additional resources, I also can see that it is yielding results. It is getting me where I want to be. It is a process that when I did it, I documented it well. So I built something that's repeatable. And then what happens is a successful 30 day sprint moves from a sprint to a scalable project. And then as a business owner, as a solopreneur, you start to split your time between doing these sprints to identify new opportunities, to create new growth, to solve issues. And then you spend your other piece of your time, and I don't want to make it sound like you're only doing two things, but you know, many of us are doing more than that. But when I think of your major project work, let's say in your business, the other component of your time is potentially scaling a successful sprint so it can create those big wins. So it can create that big influx in your business. So it can go big. And when I say go big, I mean big relative. Um, because as solopreneurs, I don't want you to build a business that crashes because it's so successful, you're not able to support 
your customers, your clients. Um, the idea is that you want to grow your business at the right rate and at a rate that you can keep up. So we're talking about scaling, but I don't want you to think I'm talking about creating this impersonal, just nightmare business. We always want to build the business that you had always dreamed about, but being able to kind of identify wins in a controlled, quick way, then potentially scaling it is what I think is a just amazing recipe for success for a solopreneur. All right. All right. I dived in kind of deep there on those spreads. So let me just go through and list out all the spreads again, maybe while you have your pens out. All right. So the four sprints are a customer set sign up sprint, a content creation sprint, new surface or product sprint, and then a building capability sprint. And when I talk about a building capability sprint, I'm talking about where you're increasing your ability to do something. Um, maybe it's your effectiveness you're trying to have in social media, or maybe an email marketing campaign. Maybe it's around a capability for fulfillment. Maybe it's a capability um, like a level of customer service that you want to have. Um, so maybe it's your help desk that you're trying to make sure it works more efficiently, get back to customers faster, any of those things that just makes the business either move, run smoother, or it's one of those things that makes it a better experience for the customer. That's what I mean by building capabilities. So those are your four sprints. Now, could you come up with other sprints? Absolutely. Are there other sprints I've done before? Absolutely. But these four I find can sustain you. These four are really a great place to focus. And as you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking about, I like this idea. I see what you mean, Stephanie. I'd love to do a little bit of focus and see if I can get some results. What I'd love for you to do is pick one of those sprints for your business for the next 30 days. All right. Now, once you pick one of these sprints, what I need you to do is break it down. So let's just talk about the other three, since I spent a lot of time on the customer one, I just want to make sure I give you good examples so you feel comfortable implementing these things. So a content creation sprint, I kind of talking about content in a general sense, because depending on the type of business that you're running, you're creating all different types of content. Some people are YouTubers, some people are very big, and maybe you're doing podcasts, something similar to this. Maybe you write a lot of blog posts, any place that you are creating materials that are going to be distributed, whether it's to your customers or distributed to the public. The idea is for many of us, that becomes a bottleneck. It becomes a process that takes either a lot out of us, that requires a lot of work. Um, it can be a project where there's a lot of starting and stopping. We're not getting a lot of leverage. And also it can be one of those things where it's a key component of your marketing for your business. But if it turns into this bottleneck exercise, what can happen is your business growth can be impacted because you don't have a good process around it. So if you're finding that creating content getting information out, educating people, even maybe getting content out to your customers, supporting them, um, giving them the materials they need to better take advantage of your products or services, those things you're turning into bottlenecks, then you may need a sprint to identify how can I be more efficient? How can I get these things done without them feeling like they're draining me 
Or how do I get them done so I think about it differently and do it in a more leverageable format? The next sprint, new new service, new product sprint. This is around the idea that if you're going to launch a new idea, a new online course, a new class, um, a new product, maybe a new skincare line product, maybe you're launching socks, maybe you're going to be doing a new yoga class. I mean, it's all over the place. I know many of you have such diverse businesses. The idea is try to launch that product in a 30-day sprint. Try to launch that concept and that idea in a 30-day sprint. Now, some of it isn't the easiest to do because sometimes when you're kind of manufacturing products, they may take a little bit longer to do. And I completely understand the idea that, you know, some product production processes may take your 30 day sprint and turn it into 45 days or 60. And that's fine. What I don't want it to do is kind of mushroom out into this three, four, five, six month project. What I want you to think about when you're creating products and services is how do I create them in a tight controlled fashion? Because what you're doing is what a lot of us call kind of a proof of concept. Your first time testing something new, a variation, a concept should be done in a way that you can really confirm that your market wants this product or service, that your customers are going to truly purchase it. So that's why I want you to do that in a sprinting mentality, because I want you to be working on it, like I said, really big for three weeks. And then week four, I want you selling it. I want you out there getting people to sign up, having this process in place that you put in place, not just to create the product, but to sell the product. And actually, maybe that's a good point to kind of hit on at this point is when you're doing these sprints, these sprints are not just the idea of doing it. These sprints are not just the planning. So when I broke down the kind of four-week concept of you're doing all these tasks for the first three weeks, and then the fourth week is realizing the benefit of it. What I'm really talking about is you're getting the work done so you can achieve your goal. So when you're launching a new product or service, the goal is not the launch of the product. The goal is the proof of the concept, which is I want to not only launch the product, but I want to get XYZ number of people signed up for it. So that's another reason why we kind of fall short on some of our projects is we set the wrong goal. We set a goal of, well, I just want to plan a better way to do content creation. That's not the kind of sprint I'm going to recommend to you or what kind of sprint I want you to build. I want you to build a sprint that actually says it normally takes me six hours to do my podcast. It, it, it takes me X amount of hours to write blog posts for the month, for the week, every time I do one. What we want to do is step back and say, if I did this new process, if I did this new approach, would I be able to cut down my time? And the goal is to cut down your time by 20%, 30%. So we have to realize the benefit of it, not just put a plan or a concept in place. So hopefully that's clear. If you ever have any questions about these, remember, you can always use the comments. Um, If you're a subscribing member in our app, you can actually put comments in there and I can respond to it. If you're listening to this, maybe it's part of our trial period um, or maybe one of our promotional podcasts, no worries. Um, You can always shoot me an email and so forth. And I hope maybe I'm encouraging you to potentially 
subscribe through this um, podcast today. But what I want to make sure is that when you're building these sprints, remember, they're always going to get you to that goal, get you to that fix, get you to that growth number that you're getting, that you're looking for, get you to a measurable outcome that can truly be gauged success as opposed to just planning and tactically getting things done. Okay. And then the last piece I want to leave you with as we're starting to kind of wrap up this podcast on putting this kind of strategy in place on how you get projects done, how you move things forward in your business is that in this process, it can be tempting to think about everything you want to do. Say you're doing a customer sign-up sprint and you're like, oh, I can do this to drive awareness. I can do this to generate leads. I can convert people this way. I can promote this way. And what happens is you start brainstorming. And when you brainstorm, this list of what you could do becomes really long. And there's nothing wrong with brainstorming. I love brainstorming because it allows you to get all the ideas out. And then sometimes what brainstorming allows you to do is it helps you get past maybe those first two or three ideas. And sometimes that idea four or five and six are really where the goal is. Gold, like um, a monetary, you know, gold kind of idea is. Um, So I want to make sure that you spend the time to get out ideas, work them through, think them through. But after you brainstorm, we're going to have to streamline that. We're going to have to bring it back because remember, we're doing a 30 day project and there's just only but so many tasks you can get done in a 30 day period. There's only but so many things you can complete because remember, you're doing the sprint, but you also have ongoing projects. You have customers you need to take care of. Um, You have things you have to do. Maybe you have to do some back end bookkeeping and update something on your website or change dates for your cooking class. There's like all this stuff going on. And what I want to do is make sure we understand that there is a finite number of hours that you work in the day. So when we look at putting together these sprints, these sprints have to be reasonable. You know, if you're working, I don't know, eight hours a day, the idea is if you're doing a sprint of those eight hours a day, maybe we can allocate two hours a day to your sprint work. And if I look at it that way and I'm going two hours a day, um, let's say we have about 20 out, 20 days in a month. Cause remember, I'm not trying to calculate these weekends. Remember, I'm not trying to get you to work all night, work all day to get things done. So if I do 20 times two, we're talking about 40 hours, right? Hopefully if I did my math right. So if we're talking about 40 hours, this project has to be scoped for 40 hours. This project cannot be scoped as a hundred hour project. And then we say, we'll just figure it out as we go. I'll just get fast. I'll just do better. Or I'll just stay up one night late. We got to be honest and truthful with ourselves. We build a project. We set these things up so that we can allocate the time that we need to allocate to them and we scope them correctly. So that may mean instead of looking at all the things you brainstormed, all the ideas you have for the sprint, I want you to pick the most impactful things that will make the sprint successful. Not everything you could do. Not all the things that create the icing on the top. Sorry, I love icing. I am such a cupcake, cakey kind of person. Um, 
and there's nothing in the world like vegan icing. But I digress. Let me jump back into the topic at hand. And what I want you to do is make sure that you are plucking out the right ideas from your brainstorm to make sure that you're building a 30-day sprint that is possible. And then also remember, I actually kind of did that wrong. I said about 20 hours because I'm assuming four weeks. So actually, I got to cut that back because let's say, for example, we're only going to be working three weeks. So that's even less time we're going to be working on this project. And that's why scope matters so much. When you decide I'm going to work on something, you can't just go in with this blank sheet of paper with this idea that I'm going to get this big idea done and I'm just going to work until I get it done. Instead, go in with a strategic focus. Go in with a very calculated target mind and say, okay, I could work on all these things. I could work on the most complicated way of doing this. I could be super clever and amazing of linking this together and getting everything set up. Instead, what I want you to do is say, I need a streamlined approach that gets me to the goal at hand as quickly as possible. So my 30-day sprint is an exercise in me starting from where I am today and getting where I want to be in 30 days or less. So when you're trying to get those four new customers, when you're trying to get those five new students, when you're trying to get those 30 new subscribers, what you're really doing is you're not thinking about everything you could do. The question is, what's the most efficient way I can get where I need to be and what project should I be putting in place that's going to get me there. And that's why it's important to break this project down into the three weeks you'll be working, break down those three weeks and think about what is the key milestone I'm going to complete each week that's going to get me closer to that goal. That's why you have to document what is the process, what you're doing and what you're working on. All of this should be written down in advance. And we have to make sure that when you're building a sprint, we're designing it so that you can get to the finish line and realize your results. All right. And then the last piece I would just say, and I know this is probably the second time I said the last thing, is when you're thinking about developing a sprint, break down those specific tasks. So if I was doing a content sprint and I just wanted to mention this because I want to make it, I want to make sure these things feel tangible. I want to make sure when you're listening to these podcasts, you're like, okay, stuff, I get the concept. I get the idea. Okay. I get what I have to do. I know what sprint I'm going to choose. And then you get to a point where you're like, Stephanie, how do I do it? What I want you to do is sit down with a sheet of paper and say, okay, I'm doing a content sprint. Milestone number one is I need ideas which I struggle with or what slows me down is I don't have enough ideas ready for me to work on content. So milestone number one for week number one is I'm going to set up a process so I can have ideas coming to me. That may be you setting up a Google alert. That may be you sitting down, creating themes for each month of the year so that you have a general theme or concept that you know you're going to be writing about each one of the months. Maybe to you sitting down as far as ideas and joining specific 
groups or listening to podcasts. That's one thing I love to do so I can get kind of concepts and ideas and find out what's trendy and what's going on. And the idea is that you're just going to go through and build your resource library. You're going to build kind of this place that can help stimulate that creative place you want to be. And by setting up a process around it, because if you're getting some of these alerts, you may put it in a special email account. This is one thing I love to do. I have a special email account that anytime I subscribe to a newsletter, it goes into that account, not into my main one, because my main account is for when people are talking to me every day and I need to respond quickly and jump on those things. But when I'm doing research, I want to read a newsletter. I want to see what's happening. I want to go back to articles. All of that is in my content email inbox. And that way, when I have time, when I'm ready to write, when I'm ready to work on content or do research or competitive analysis or any of those things, I can go there for it. But I had to set that process up. So for you, maybe that's what you're doing in your content sprint. Then number two is how do I get started? How to create the content? If the challenge is writing the content, one thing that I started to do or put in place is that I needed a way to start easy and I needed a way, a way to leverage. So what I started to do is figure out, number one, I start better when I talk than when I write, even if it's going to be a written item in the end. So for a Google Doc, what I end up doing now is I use the voice option on a Google Doc where you can like click a button and when you click a button, you talk and then Google, um, the Google Doc will transcribe what you, you're saying. For me, that is the best way to start. I used to just stare at a blank sheet of paper for a while until I got frustrated and just start writing anything. Now, by being able to get my words transcribed on a Google Doc, I can, I can get through that first paragraph, that first two paragraphs, get my concept down, and then I can write the rest. The other thing I do is create a little outline to say whatever content I'm creating, I need three other ways I can use this content. And when I do that, then I sit down and say, if I'm going to do this as a written article, then I can turn this into a potential live discussion, or I can turn this into a podcast, or what I may end up doing is making this a YouTube video. The YouTube video is going to be a slightly different approach or angle or a slightly different way of looking at it because one may be introducing the concept and the other may be the how-to. But the idea is when I create content, and this is something that's going to help me get more efficient with content creation process is that I had my step number two was fast start. So a way to start fast and a way to get leverage at least three pieces of content out of each initial piece of content that I make. My step number three was around publishing, creating a publishing, editing kind of that process that once it goes out of my hands of creating, how can I um, optimize that? Now for me, I, this is when I use someone like my editor or someone like that to kind of help me go through an article and polish it. So as a solopreneur, you may have an editor that edits your work once a month, um, goes through all your content, gets everything ready. Um, and then once it's been edited, we can put it in the system, schedule it, and it's ready to go. So then by week four, all I'm doing is tracking. I'm ready to realize my efforts. I'm ready to see that, hey, I've created this content. I've put this process in place. And now I can not only evaluate that content, look at how long it took me to do it, look at all the steps that slowed me down and the steps that sped me up. And then I can also start to look at results and see if people are enjoying the content, what kind of responses I'm getting, what kind of 
of activity is happening from the leverage standpoint, how much traffic are the leverage pieces of content getting versus the original piece of content. And I have a sprint and that's what I want you to do. I want you to break your sprints down. Think about what that process is going to be. What are those milestones each week? What are you trying to achieve? And then get the results that you deserve in your business. So with that, we will wrap up this episode of the 30 day sprint. I appreciate you joining me. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. And obviously I appreciate you subscribing to this podcast. And I really hope that today's podcast is a great way for you to not only continue to become and be a more successful solopreneur, but be able to get more done and make more impact in the world. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye.